Welcome to this week's episode. Could Nintendo have accidentally confirmed the existence of a new limited edition Switch OLED model? Plus, we talk about the negative effect Game Pass could be having on the sale of Xbox titles. I'm Anthony. And I'm Barry, and this is episode 86 of the Retro Gaming Dads podcast, the podcast for everything retro and retro-inspired. Feels weird, I've not seen you all week so far. I know, it's been wonderful, hasn't it? I haven't I had know, to look at glorious. you. So as you can tell, I've I've been off work this week. I know, I needed to use Hardy up. Uh, and so me and Barry have been avoiding each other, I guess, haven't we? Well, I like to try. <laughs> no harm in trying. We catch up every now and then, but have you been playing much this week for yourself? I How's have not had chance to play anything at all. On the weekend, I started playing Octopath Traveler again. Then realized oh, yeah. I had no idea what I was supposed to be doing. Didn't we play um, State of Decay at the weekend with someone else as well? That was last Friday, was it? Yes. And even then, I think we were only on for it. Well, I was only on for about 20 minutes because I was shattered. And I was just so tired of your really bad directions as we're trying to drive the car. Do you know what? There's nothing wrong with my directions. I said, at the crossroads, turn left and you kept going. No. Where are you going? You said, on your left. You said, up there, on your left. So I kept going, and you're going, on your left, on your left. It turned out you wanted me to turn right. No, I didn't. No. You no, did? No, no. Because I don't know you turn, no. and then you told me to go left, which would have been on my right, the original way we were going. No. No, your, no, no. Your direction of over there or that way is absolutely useless. I remember playing Ghost Recon, and you were like, oh, watch out for the enemy over there, the enemy sniping. You're like, where? And you go, in front of you. I'm like... I'm two miles away from you. How do you know which direction I'm facing? Because I know. You'll definitely never be one of those guys in a rally car telling the directions as they're like bombing it down through a wood at like 200 miles an hour. Do you know what? Most people don't have issues with my directions. Maybe it's just you can't follow them. It's not just me. Ask Phil. He'll say that you're terrible at giving directions. It's I, you and you trust Phil? Well, no, I don't trust Phil either, but... If Phil's that bad and he says you're worse, then you must be terrible. No, no, no. I give a really good direction today. Thank you very much. I don't even give me that. I'm like, which direction? East, north, west? And you're going, uh, left. And you're like, what, my left? Your left? Who's left? Yeah, but quite often I'm telling you, like, if we're running down the street, I'm behind you. I'll go left from here. Yes, if you're behind me, I don't know what direction you're facing. <laughs> I don't know but that you're running behind you, me. You could be if you look at the mini map, you, you can see down. arrow of where we're running. So you see my yeah. arrow pointing okay. the same so way. So I you. need to do more mental gymnastics to try and figure out which direction you mean when you go over the. Sorry. Okay. On in future, I'll say on your left. Just use north, south, east, and west. If the game supports it and it's on a mini map, that's what you need to start using. Not. Or uh, I'll say the, your left. Over the. Your left. Your right. In front of you. Again, that still doesn't help. How many games do we play where it's asynchronous? Where what you see on your screen isn't the same as what I'm seeing on mine. That's not my fault. It is because you give it directions. Right, anyway, we've already gone off on a tangent. Have you played anything? Yes. You did play State of Decay, but only very briefly. That was actually the last game I played last Friday. Okay, well, I think we might get a game or two of something after this. But I've been playing... Uh, mass builders as always i've been getting some more missions down on that mm-hmm. i've actually been playing a it's, a it's a new game but it's just coming to game pass as well sd gundam alliance what kind of game is that it's like an arena game where you do missions and more you, when you actually complete missions other things happen within the stage 
Do you have like a team of three or something? Yes. Yeah. I think I might have seen that. Was it the Nintendo Direct last year? I think it was. There was there was a demo on the Xbox and they've just released it on Game Pass as well. Oh, that's one thing I have downloaded a lot of demos of me Switch and me Steam Deck. I haven't got a chance to play You've got so many games to play. Why are you downloading demos? I I don't know. I I need to know that the games that I will certainly purchase... (laughs) Purchase and not play. How often do we go over this? I know, I know. I I tried. I tried playing Octopath Traveler, but I just couldn't figure out what I wanted to do. And do you know when you get on the train to and from work, why have you got the switch with you to then play on your on the train? Well, because I'm playing Octopath Traveler on the Xbox for achievements for a start. Play it on your Steam Deck then. Well, yeah, that's what I was playing. I just didn't have a clue what I was meant to be doing. You say you're playing it on the train, and I do have quite a hefty commute. I have a good what two plus hours per day just on the train. Do you not just want to be whipping out this massive console on the train? Is that what it is? I'm, I'm glad you said console then. Um, <laughs> I, I don't. I think the Switch and the Steam Deck especially are just a bit too yeah. big. It's not like when I used to have me DS or me 3DS. They were a little bit more compact. They're a little bit smaller. Yeah. attracted a bit less attention. So go on. What was that last game you were about to tell us about? Last but not least, I have been playing Hot Wheels. So it came to Game Pass. I thought I'd pick it up, give it a try. First of all, it comes with so much stuff because it's the game the year edition. It comes with every single DLC car. So when I played it, I was playing it on the Switch. And since you're playing it on Game Pass and you get all this DLC, I'm assuming it's going to be a better experience for you. Because as I said last episode, I was playing it with Elliot and it was just pestering me to buy car after car after car. Now, I've not been through everything i've not got everything downloaded but when i looked in the marketplace it did say i could download the different cars and car packs for free still so it hadn't downloaded everything with the edition i downloaded yeah. so there's more I could download for free as well and i'm not sure i've got all the tracks but yeah there was not a single thing popped up said to download and purchase this dlc and when i went through looking at the cars i think to try and help have make it easier sorry to see what i had unlocked i just filtered it to just on acquired cars it went popping up saying buy this car back it's when you go to pick your car and it's showing all the dlc cars yes. there for a five-year-old they're not gonna know to go in and filter by unlocked cars they're gonna go oh there's a turtles car there i want that car click on it this pack is two pound 99 or whatever the cost of it was that that was my issue that's where it felt very predatory to me no, I get it. And I was about to say all the Turtles cars are in the game of the year edition of the Xbox. So <laughs> you put it in the Xbox, you wouldn't have the issue at all. But it's a shame because you got it on the Switch, you want to play on the Switch. But you won't have the hassle if he plays on the Xbox, if that makes sense. I will have the hassle because then I won't be able to go on the Xbox. Good point. <laughs> Never mind then. That's why we got it for his Switch. Yeah, just... Sorry, it's not, even, it's not even his Switch. It's Kerry's Switch. That's why you started with that now. Uh, well, the thing is, I was telling Kerry about that Fantasy Life game that we talked oh, yeah. about last episode. And I said, would you fancy playing it if, uh, when it comes out in the summer if I grab two copies? She's like, yeah. She's like, I wouldn't mind picking up a Switch as well. They were like, you've got a Switch? <laughs> She's like, yeah, I know, but really it's Elliot's, isn't it? I'm like, no. I said, it's your Switch. You're like going to a. Do you really, you really gonna let a fiver dictate the switch that is yours is now his? That's it. Exactly. Just bear me one minute. 
So within reach on the desk, Barry's just whipped out three switches. We we don't need another switch. No, no, you don't. And you know it's bad if I'm the one saying that we don't need another one. Yeah, that's very true. That is very, very true. But no, I I enjoy the game. It's got obviously quite a bit of a different feel compared to Mario Kart, which I kind of guess I'm comparing to a little bit, but I need to not. I need to yeah, I know, this. but it's quite difficult not to compare these sort of games to Mario Kart nowadays, as that's kind of like the de facto game that you always do look at. Even though you know you do, you can drift, you've got your boosts. It's not quite like it at all, but it's got a similar feel at times. So I'm kind of like, oh yeah, drift and drive the same. It doesn't. Don't think no, it. I, I feel like it's a lot twitchier than Mario Kart. Oh, it doesn't yes, feel yes. like the cars have the weight. Especially when you're in the air trying to oh, anger yourself. Yeah. Oh, my days, it's a nightmare. The first time I've done that, it was like, oh, there's a bit of a corner. So what I'll do is I'll try and turn myself to face the right direction. I felt like I came out at a 90 degree angle. Yeah, because as you're floating, you, you try and sort of tweak it a little bit and then you go in a really bizarre direction. And do you know, yeah. there's some of them where when you go off a ramp, you actually have to turn yourself upside down to land properly. It's it's an interesting one. That's not, not going to lie. I might give it more of a go. I might even download it on the Xbox and give it a go on the... Well, I'll, we'll have a few races. See how it goes. Yeah. There's some good maps. There's some really good maps on there as well. Well, you can create your own maps on it as well. Yes. Oh, yeah. You can create your own. But I've just been doing some, because like a Batman DLC and stuff like that. And the maps. Oh, my days. There's a Loon Choose one that actually what to do. I was like, oh, it looks really long. I, like, I want to do it. There's three laps of two minutes each per lap. It was basically. Asher was 12th on his first lap when I finished. So I then had to do his to finish oh, the race. Right. Yeah. I had a race with Elliot and it was the exact same thing. Mm. He just kept slamming into the first corner. And I was like, oh. It's not gonna finish until he does. I was like, pass it. I like they're using a little tiny Joy-Con to play with as well. <laughs> but it's a, it, it is a good game. Um, I think from the sounds of it, the better experience might be on the Xbox due to well, you've got all the content that goes with it. You get all the DLC, and it's just yeah. But that's only if you get it through Xbox Game Pass. If you buy it as a standalone game, you still go get the same amount of content as Switch version. So it's not as if the Xbox One and Series X version has inherently more content than the Switch version. I'm guessing, though, the Xbox, you still need to purchase the tracks with in-game currency, not real money, for yes. multiplayer so use. Some you get for free. So all the DLC, DLC ones, ones you get probably. for free. Um, and because I'd look, you get the first track of each like set. I think it was like four sets or five. Each first track is free, but yeah, you have to purchase the rest. You are right. And there is still some cards that, again, you have to purchase the in-game currency, which just yeah. not the DLC ones, just the ones that are from the... Oh, so can you actually campaign. purchase cards? Because when I was playing it, seemingly just giving me random, like, loot box style unlocks for the oh, cards. Oh, maybe do purchase cards, maybe it's just track. I've only done a couple of races, and they've been multiplayer or one single player before right. the kids took it off me. So I, I didn't get any chance to do single player. We're both here giving our definitive opinion on this game and both of us have played like a handful of tracks, maybe. <laughs> yeah, good point. Who do we think we are? IGN. <laughs> Wait, you think they play their games? Um, well, do you at least watch someone else play them? Yeah. Right, well, since I've not played anything, should we actually move on to something a bit fun, actually, for the upcoming Super Mario Brothers movie? Yes, yes, yes. Um, I saw this 
and actually, it actually made me smile. So they've decided to release a advert, shall we say? Little so, commercial. Oh, that's yeah. Sorry, a video commercial for Super Mario Brothers Plumbing. I think it's a very funny take on it. I do. It's it's got quite a lot of little Easter eggs in it as well, and also it is it's very brief. It's maybe like thirty seconds long yeah. commercial advertising the Super Mario Brothers plumbers who do the Brooklyn and is it New Jersey area yes. and the logo and call us or text us for a free quote and that. You can actually ring that number and text it. Okay. It's a real number. If you ring it, you actually hear a voicemail from Luigi saying, oh, sorry, we're really busy at the moment. Text us and we'll get right back to you. And if you text them, they'll send you a little bit of blurb saying, we here at Mario Brothers are a family-owned plumbing company offering white glove services. Click the link above to visit our website to book in a quotation. And they've got a full website. And I actually quite like it. It's a little bit of a mix between a modern website and something that you would probably have seen in the late 90s, early 2000s, complete with broken image links and a 404 page when you click a link. It's it's like, this website's still under construction. It's even got testimonials and the free testimonials on there. Well, the first two are the ones I like. Is The first one is five stars and the user is bro's mom. (laughs) I wonder who that could be. Saying how how amazing they are, they make me feel like family. <laughs> then the next one is Spike is Cool, who, if you weren't aware, was Mario's boss in, I think it was Wreck-It Crew. Okay. And it's say, there's no loyalty with Mario and Luigi. The subpar Mario brothers used to work for me and they decided to break <laughs> off and start their own business. They'll learn their lesson someday. And it's full of missing letters out, spelling mistakes and that yeah. as well. And then the last one seems like a genuine one. Brooklyn Couple. And it says, Super Mario Brothers plumbing left my house in an absolute mess. I would give them one star, but my sweet angel of a dog absolutely loved them. He just wouldn't leave them alone. <laughs> it's it's a very unique take, should we say. Yeah. On, on something. And the fact that they put so much effort into it as well. The advert, the commercial, sorry. Yeah. I really enjoyed it when that woman was reading... Gestures toward the camera as if say, What on earth is this? It makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah, as exactly. it says something like, um, the Super Mario Bros do an amazing job. The only thing they didn't dream was my my bank accounts. Yeah. She questions like she was really perplexed as to what she was saying. It was very, very well done. And it's yeah. definitely worth a look at. Please look on the show notes. Watch the trailer, visit the website. It's a lot of effort's been put into it. Yeah, it's well worth 30 seconds of your oh, time. 100%. And the entire time through as well, both Mario and Luigi have got that Luigi death stir from Mario Kart 8. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like staring at the camera. Like just bopping as it's going. The, yeah, yeah. The music as Gangster well. style. Absolutely fantastic. I thought that was quite a novel way to advertise the movie, which is coming out in about roughly about six weeks, I think it'll be. Seventh of yes. April. Yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, I can't wait. As much as I'm not a massive fan of the voice of Mario, but I'm looking forward to watching the movie, regardless of anything. Yeah. So no. we're going to follow on the Nintendo trend, and we've got some other news coming out, don't we? Yeah. So this one is to do with Tears of the Kingdom. So last week, when they shown us the latest trailer and announced its release date, 
they did mention that there was going to be a collector's edition coming. Yes, yes, they did. And not going to lie, I was like, oh, sweet, finally, another game with collector's edition, a game that I really enjoyed playing Breath of the Wild. So I thought, oh, maybe, maybe. Then I saw the price. I thought, maybe not. This is coming in at £109 in the UK and $129 for the US. Bit steeper than I would have liked, in my opinion. Well, I've got some fantastic news for you. Go on. It's sold out everywhere, so you can't get it anyway. Oh, what? Really? Absolutely everywhere. The only place that hasn't sold out, and that's because they haven't put it up, is the Nintendo UK website where you can register interest. However, I've noticed it's to register for the collector's edition plus the new Amiibo. Oh, okay. So it'll be even more expensive. Like 150. No, I I reckon it'll probably be... 130. Yeah, 130, I would imagine. But yeah, it looks like they've all been snapped up already. Flipping it. I had a look on the Smith's website, and it said currently almost 2,000 people were viewing that item, which was sold out. I knew it would be popular, but I would not have expected. Oh, it, it's the state of gaming now, though, isn't it? Uh, scalpers, scalpers are well, scalping them. Yeah. And realistically, do Nintendo or Sony or Microsoft care? Because the more frustrated gamers get at trying to get these physical editions of games and the more expensive they're being resold at. One, they already sold it to begin with, so it doesn't matter if they sold to a scalper or sold to a genuine fan of the series, they're still going to get that money. But the more frustrated the gamers get at trying to get these packages, the more likely they are just to go to digital, which is more money for them, and it's pushing them into this all-digital future that, I'm pretty certain all of them want to embrace. I know, but I will be sad to see collector's editions just disappear. They might not. Unless... They might be like, was it the God of War one? Where you got this big collector's edition and it didn't even include the game. Yes. Or I've got a Sonic... What is it? Sonic Mania collector's edition. And you just get the game on a little card inside the box. So you get all like the statuette the art book the cd soundtrack and then a download code for the game i know but i'm kind of thinking like how i had my halo collects editions where you had several different editions and i've, cause I've still got my capsule yeah. for reach and i've still got you know I mean? yeah reach and halo wars were amazing you oh, got all yeah. like the documentation the schematics the badges i've still got them both downstairs yeah, they're fantastic. I, I actually saw, it was me Reach one, the one where it's like um, a Dropbox from Halsey, isn't it? With loads yes. of doc- documentation in it. I spotted that when I was in the loft the other day, trying to sort it out a little bit. I've got a filing cabinet in the basement, which has got like quite a few like uh, sentimental things. And in there is my collector's edition and some 360 games that I just can't get rid of. Can't get rid of anything. It's... Um... No, you can't. I think it's a problem. So we haven't even mentioned what comes in this collector's edition for your £109 that you can't spend because it's going to be significantly more expensive by the scalpers. Oh, yeah. No, no, we have not. So believe it or not, this does actually come with the game. Yeah, that's not a given nowadays. No, not always. It also comes with a separate steel bookcase. If I'm honest, I'm not really sure if I'd like the idea of it coming separate. I think I'd rather be yeah. 
I'd rather have one case rather than two being like one's redundant. Exactly. I was actually going to bring this up because on my desk in front of me, I've actually got my Sonic Frontiers steelbook case. Yes. And I'm like, well, for a start, even though it was the Switch copy I bought, it only holds a disc. So that's, okay. that's pointless anyway. Well, yes. even if it held the Switch game, well, I'm still going to have one empty case. As you say, I'd rather have the Steelbook case with the game in and not get the normal case. Well, upstairs I've got Pokemon Arceus, normal and Steelbook, and I've also got Pokemon um, Sword case and Steelbook. But then I keep my Switch games in a Switch case, so they're not Mm. even in the boxes. So I've got two redundant boxes basically it's quite nice to have a still book about oh yeah sweet you know i've got it there but yeah more fair, fairness i'm thinking was it's actually empty it's just taking up space in my wardrobe well i remember the first steel book i got and i may be wrong but i think it was the very first steel book halo 2 where it came in the little steel book with the little slip on sleeves and you got all your bits in there and oddly enough i have actually seen more halo 2 steel books than i have normal halo 2 copies on the xbox i actually think the limited edition is less limited than the standard edition i think halo 2 is the only halo game that i didn't get the limited edition oh right so so you are that oddity then because everyone i knew got the steelbook yeah i think i think because i was still quite young when that came out and I went buying my own games and my dad picked it up for me and it was just the uh, standard version. Right. See, when I worked at Dixon's when it came out, I obviously got the game on the day it came out. And because they had so many copies of it, nine months later, they were selling them off for like $4.97. So I do actually still have a sealed copy in the loft plus my original copy. Flip in it. But unfortunately, due to the amount that you have, I don't see that going for much. Sorry, no, no, no it, it won't. Uh, it is not an expensive game. Not at all. And I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised it's still not hit that, I guess, retro game status. Well, it is. It's it's a retro game at this point. It's coming up Sorry, to... Sorry, the uh, through-the-roof price, but... But anyway, get, getting back on topic, we talk about the current limited edition game. Oh, yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> game we're talking about. So, so steelbook cases, yeah, they're kind of redundant if they're going to give you the normal case as well. Yeah. That was the gist of that. Oh, 100%. So, knowing that you also get an icon art steel poster. Yeah, some people like these. I'm not sure how I feel about steel posters, to be honest. However, you do like art books. Who I doesn't do like, like nice art books. Art book? And they do have a nice, yeah. what looks like a hardback art book with this. Definitely. And I don't know, just, just looking through and seeing some of, I guess it's kind of their sketches, isn't it, of stuff they want to put in the game. Yeah, games. concept so art, art or just drawings. Um, I'll say the last art book I got was the Sonic Colors one which yes. Kerry said she wished I looked at her like I looked at that art book. <laughs> I think she's a bit jealous of it, if I'm being honest. People, one day, I won't be surprised if you walk to the bedroom and just torn up on the bed. <laughs> no. <laughs> even, <laughs> she's, even she's not that bold or stupid. The next one is a set of pins. Now, I know some people who love collecting pins. It's, it's not really my kind of thing. I think, this, I think these look quite nice. Uh, they, they, do. They, they only show you one and a half of them though <laughs> yes 
And finally, it all comes packaged in a very nice collector's edition box. Oh, I think as much as it does look nice, it sounds fantastic. I think I would be happy just picking up the game. Yeah, well, the game's £60, so what you've got to think is £50 for an empty case, four pin badges, a metal poster, and an art book worth it. To me, no. Not only that, look how big that box is as well. Where are you going to put that thing? Well, that's the thing. You don't want to get damaged, so you've got to put it somewhere safe. Unless you have, I don't know, a room, like a man cave to put it into. That's going to be put yeah. into loft after Ex- surely having it. Exactly. I've got a couple of like Sonic, like the Sonic Mania collector's yeah. edition that I was just talking about. That's in the loft just to keep it safe. So what was the point of me getting it and it's staying up in the loft where even I can't appreciate it? Exactly. So it's just kind of how well you could have this laid in. Yeah. So, to be honest, I, I prefer just to have normal Switch games now. Although I am actually struggling to fit any more in my draw. Yeah, no, we're not going to go down that again. However, this collector's edition is getting a lot of fans excited for a very different reason. Go on, go on, go on. Why, why are people getting excited? So we never touched on this. No. But there's been images of a supposed OLED Tears of the Kingdom limited edition console. A lot of people thought it looked legitimate because it's shown the packaging. The packaging looked about right. It's shown the right artwork. Nothing looked really wrong but nintendo haven't announced it however one little detail on the joy cons it's a very odd crest that looks a little bit like a mask that a lot of people have noticed is actually the same crest that is on the box that holds the pins it is don't get me wrong it does look the same it's identical sorry and it's never been shown anywhere else no but if they release this now this version, this specific version of the OLED. And can you imagine if Nintendo turned around, so Switch 2 is coming out this year, people are going to be peed off. Why? Well, you've just Everyone got to does bought that? this new... I know. Nintendo do it all the time with releasing new variants of like the 3DS, even after the Switch was announced. Okay. And Microsoft even done it with cyberpunk 2077 they had an xbox one x limited edition console for that game even though the series x and the series s were just around the corner i don't get it but i guess if they know it's gonna sell why not however i would like to know where our limited edition series consoles are we've not had any at all i miss limited edition consoles oh yeah we've had one I know, but I've I've got a Gears of War one downstairs. You've got a Reach one. I used to have a Reach one. Like the amount of limited edition consoles there were. Yes. I think Microsoft seem to be doing controllers more than consoles, especially yeah. this generation. But we, we have had that one Halo Infinite Xbox Series X. Yes. So going back to this, it does look nice. Don't get me wrong. But I don't think it's... Well, for me, at least, it's not something I'd be like, oh, yeah, I need to, need to get this limited edition console. It's one that I... Well, no, but do you have a need to get an OLED console at the moment anyway? No. So, exactly. So, it definitely wouldn't be for you. However, if you were thinking about picking up a Switch OLED to play Tears of the Kingdom, then 
you see this, you think, oh, do you know what? I actually really like Zelda. So rather than just get the plain white one, I'll pick up the limited edition. No, I get it. I would like another console at some point in the future, but I just can't justify it. I don't play my I don't play my normal switch enough. Yeah, but alone. if you're not wanting yeah, or able to justify a standard OLED, then obviously this limited edition one isn't yeah. aimed at you at all. This is aimed at someone I'm, looking I'm to get an OLED and opinion. a fan of Zelda. Exactly. What's your thoughts on the style of it, at least? When I first looked at it, I saw the Joy-Cons and I quickly thought, oh, it's Pokemon Let's Go. I went, hang on a second, it's not. Pokemon the Let's like, Go? The colours of the Joy-Cons seem the same, or at least one of them does, because it's like yellow and brown. But that was just my colour blindness. I thought that was yellow and green. No, no, no. I no, thought no. It was, it was, one was yellow and green and one was yellow and... It's, sorry, gold and green, and the other one was gold and white. I thought that was the colour scheme. I thought they were like a bright yellow. I don't know. No, I'm sure it's meant to be gold. All other Legend of Zelda limited edition consoles have always been gold. It's gold. We'll go with that. Because <laughs> obviously it's definitely gold on the dock itself. I can definitely see gold and white on there. And it looks like... I, don't, I can't even tell what that sort of picture of that. It's like a bird? Which the crest in the middle? Yes. I have no idea. Don't get wrong, it looks nice. I can see the Triforce on it, and it looks like it does look like some sort of wings, and even as you say, like bird feet at the bottom. And it, it does look nice, but nothing jumps out with you to be like, that looks awesome. Do you know what I mean? Maybe that's yeah, just my it's... opinion, but there's nothing that they really grasp me in. I think personally, if I was looking to buy one. The only reason I would pick this over the standard OLED is because I know this will be worth a lot more in the future. That's very true. I'm not that keen on the style. Everything else being equal, I'd probably pick the plain white OLED. No, I agree as well. But then again, I don't like gold. I think it's a bit too flashy. If it was a silver one, then I probably would have been a lot more receptive to it. See, I do like gold, but it needs to be used like a trim, like a small little detail to make things pop. That That's it though. Not as a main yeah. colour of the Joy-Cons. No, it, it looks alright. It's definitely not my sort of style. Nah, nor me. Before we go on to our final piece of news, should we say a massive thank you to our two Patreon subscribers, Short Gizmo and Bobby Sock. Yes. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so by leaving us an honest review on your favourite podcasting app. Alternatively, if you're able, you can join our Patreon for as little as £1 per month where you'll receive an ad-free version of the podcast and get a shout-out in our next episode. Lastly, the never-ending story of Microsoft and the Activision acquisition continues and this time it's brought to light some information about game pass and maybe it isn't quite as good as everyone's been led to believe so the uk's competition and markets authority have released a provisional report and turn said that the sales aren't great once the game goes into game pass which kind of makes sense I don't need a report to understand that. That seems no. like a given. If a game goes into Game Pass and you're paying eleven ninety nine or whatever it costs per month for Game Pass, you're not going to go, oh, that new game's coming. I know. I'll go and buy it, even with your 20% discount. Well, no, exactly. You would maybe buy it at the 
end of it being in Game Pass and about to leave. Oh, yeah. But why would you buy it during it when you get it part of your Game Pass subscription? Yeah, why would you pay subscription and buy the game that's included in that subscription? For them to come out and say, well, had the game not gone into Game Pass, its sales may have been higher. And they're only talking about the base game here as well. Yes. So if a game goes into Game Pass and loads of people start buying the DLC for it, they're not looking at that. They're looking at sales of the base game. I I kind of don't quite understand what they're getting at. Now, potentially, and this isn't what they've said as far as I can tell, had they come out and said that a game developer or a publisher actually makes less money for 12 months after it goes yeah. into Game Pass. But they don't say that. They say the base game sales are reduced. That's because surely the main point of it is down to really, you know, what the publishers get. Pretty soon there's the amounts. No, they, they agree a set amount, however much Microsoft will pay for it to go into Game Pass, don't they? They might pay an upfront amount, but my then, understanding with the is... With the player base, if there's more player base, they get more for it, I think, as well? Yes. So yeah, if so. all users play this one game 50%, they'll kind of like get 50% of the pot kind of thing. Yeah. Obviously, we're talking about like fractions of a percent, not 50% for this. That's how you get your money from it. It's like royalties, basically. Exactly, yes. It, it's just like it is with... I don't know, Apple Music or Spotify. If yeah. someone's song is being listened to a lot, they'll get a very small royalty based on how many times their song's been played. Surely that's better, I guess, because they get a base rate of how much they get paid. Then they get royalties because also a game that's going to Game Pass, sometimes someone might not even know about this game coming in. They see, they see it and go, oh, fantastic. I'll play it. Like um, the Aliens game we tried, the Fire Team game, we would not yeah. have bought that. How no, no. We play that loads. The amount of games we pick up and play because we wouldn't have bought it, we play it. We've even bought a couple of games that were about to leave because mm. we wanted to keep playing them. So they've kind of got their constant revenue coming in from people playing it due to, like I said, the royalty side of it, at least after their base rate they've got. Exactly, and just going back to the Alien Fireteam game, so neither of us would have been the person to buy that game. However, we played it a lot, so potentially they got a little bit of money from us doing that. But I also bought the DLC for it as well. Yes. So they've got more money out of me. So they might not have a massive amount, they might have only got, I don't know, a few quid out of me, but that's a few quid they would not have got had the game not gone into Game Pass. You know, and with that, with the game leaving, I was sad that I didn't see it leaving. Otherwise, I would have purchased it just before it left Game Pass. Yeah, same, same. I didn't. I forgot it was leaving until it was too late. It was a fantastic game, and it wasn't only after the fact. So, if you play Game Enjoy it so much, you see the game's leaving, you will pick it up. There was another game that we were playing that I missed that was Undermine or something. Oh, uh, yes. Know, that, yeah. That, yeah, that was a fantastic game. Again, it left... And I hadn't purchased it before it gone. There's been yeah. a few of them that it's it's done that to me. I don't I don't, I don't know why they, what they're grasping here. I could have told them this without them having to do a report on it. Yeah. And bear in mind, this isn't what the entire reports on. This is just something that's come out from it that a lot yes. of a lot of people, including ourselves, are picking up on. Now, this kind of runs counterintuitive to what Microsoft actually said initially about Game Pass where it says that you'll get a massive uptick in people playing the game, 
which in turn might get people who don't have Game Pass to think, oh, all my friends are playing, I don't know, Halo Infinite. I'll buy Halo Infinite because I don't want to jump in. I want to be playing with all my mates who are yeah. all playing this game. So there's kind of a knock-on effect to non-Game Pass members where it might influence them to then purchase the game if everyone on their friends list is playing it. It's the peer pressure. It's like, oh, they're playing a game. A lot of people are playing it. Let's join in. Let's, let's see what this is about. And it kind of draws people in. Yeah, how many times have we done that? One of us will be playing a game or... yes. We'll see Phil playing it, and he'll be like, oh, it's a good game, so then we'll join in, and we'll play it. Because I think EDF, you purchased those games, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Because me and Phil were playing them. Exactly, and I wanted to join in, so I then went and bought EDF. I missed it when it came on during Games of Gold, but I yeah. went, ah, stuff it. It's six quid, I'll go buy it. And the amount of hours we put into that game... Oh, far too many. I'm on, like, 300 yeah. hours. That's about it. I barely scratched, you know, I think 60, but still... 60 isn't an insignificant amount, though, is it? <laughs> That's very true. I don't know the financial incentives that are given to developers or publishers to put the games in. I don't know what sort of compensation they get for them. I'm only guessing. So <laughs> I could be completely off the mark here. But it does seem like it's maybe not the most profitable way to have a game on Xbox, but possibly one of the safer ways to have it. Well, exactly, because then you've got that revenue there from the very start, but then you've also got that play count. If it's an increased play count, you'll get your royalties. Then if it leaves, people can then also purchase the game just for it leaves. Like I said, with a DLC, there's so many different ways that they can still get money out of this. But I said, they know they get a fixed amount. They know it's going on there. A lot more people are going to play it. Another game, Extraction. How many hours have we put into Extraction? And that's another game we wouldn't have purchased. Yeah, that's a game I would be unlikely to have purchased. Um, we did play an awful lot of that. We did. Or we really did. It's still there. We Every now and then we think, oh, do we jump back into it? And then we'll get distracted with another game. Yeah. And not only that, it works in reverse. If I'd have played Ghostbusters in Game Pass, yeah. I wouldn't have purchased it. I paid £35 or whatever it was for it. Yeah. And... I do not feel like I got my money's worth. It's a fun game, but I think I played it for a few days, maybe a week, and then that was it. Yeah, I think you put about 10 hours into it, and then just kind of went, oh, I've done it all. (laughs) Yeah, done it and seen it. There's not much left for me here. And that's the thing. Sometimes you kind of wish there was a demo, or it was in Game Pass, or you could get, I know, so many hours free playing Oh yeah, I, but I would love more games to be like a lot of them that got announced at Nintendo Direct last week. Where yeah. Octopath demo, Traveler demo, demo, demo. 2. Yeah, you've got a demo that's two or three hours in length. After two or three hours, there's a good chance you know whether this game's going to be for you or not. Oh, and definitely. the incentive is, well, I've already leveled up my characters. I've already done all the tutorials. I've got into the missions possibly the demo might end at like a exciting part in the story or something you're like well if i just buy the game all that progress transfers right across i think that's a really good way to incentivize people to try out your game and then follow through to a purchase oh definitely 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 and 
any any game with a demo, put a demo in any game, there will be I don't know that sense that people will know if they want to buy that game. I wish yep. more games had demos. Yeah. I miss demos so much. And I do use Game Pass as a way to kind of sample games that I normally wouldn't. Whether it's an actual title that I would I'd normally pass up because I'm not paying £50 for that game. But do you know what? While it's on Game Pass, I'll have a little go and see what it is. And I might think, oh, bloody hell, this is really good. I really enjoy this. Or it might even be a genre that yes. I think, ah, oh, I'm not going to play this. I remember with you, we downloaded Dodgeball Academia or something. <laughs> I've never yes. downloaded a Dodgeball game. <laughs> but we just thought it'd be a fun little two-play game to have a mess around Yeah, on. well, I think the thing that kind of drew us to it is we're like, oh, we need another game. What's the smallest yes. file size we can see? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so we download it within two minutes, we could play it. Yeah. And I do think it's a good way to, for discovery of games. Well, yeah, because quite often I'll do the same thing of, oh, fancy trying the game. Tell I could just stream it. So you stream it for, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes. Really enjoy it. Download the game. Yeah, or if you're me, I'll go, I'll try that Rift Breaker and stream the entire game. <laughs> and 100% it as well. Have you also got the DLC to do as well? Uh, yeah, see, there's another one. I would never have bought that game originally, yet I played it, completed it, 100%ed it, and then purchased the DLC. It is a great game. I wish there was some it is a good uh, game. multiplayer. Really. I don't think I would have ever bought it unless, say, no. you'd bought it and I played it. It was the Game Pass was a, the portal to let me discover the title, which got me into it. Without that discovery, I would never have purchased or bought the DLC or anything like that. Well, Microsoft themselves even actually said that as part of a statement. So they said that Game Pass gives gamers and game creators more choice and opportunity in how they discover, experience, and deliver games. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. That's hit the yeah. nail on the head. Point for point, that's exactly how we use it. The amount of times I'm like, oh, what game do I fancy trying? Go into Game Pass and I'll scroll through and I'm like, oh, that looks cool read it and like oh yeah maybe not all oh yeah it sounds good i'll stream it quickly well yeah another game that's been an absolute waste of days of my life jet wash simulator <laughs> or power wash simulator i can never remember what it's actually called jet wash simulator oh power wash simulator. I, think, I think it's power wash isn't it yeah yeah and it was only because elliot saw it right? and then i went oh it's on game pass i'll give that a go i would have just scrolled past it oh so every right. single time yeah because of you and i don't i I've downloaded it. I've played it. As so we played it, and she was like, "You know, you, you there is cleaning in the house you can <laughs> yeah. do instead of this." I'm like, "There's a difference, though." That's exactly what Carrie said. She went, "You could get the power wash off your dad and actually do the flags in the back garden rather than doing it on a game." <laughs> and the thing is, though, on the game, it probably takes just as long as it would in real life. <laughs> oh, definitely. I just looked at it and was just like, yeah, there's a difference in this. I can sit on the Xbox and play it, whereas they have to go outside and do it. So I can't be asked. What Microsoft needs to do is make some sort of AR chip that you embed into your brain or something. And yes. you get achievements for doing things in real life. Congratulations, oh, yeah. we, you've done the dishes 25 times this year. Yeah, <laughs> we'll be off. trying to get that constantly. Yeah. Samson experiences a lot of games with Game Pass as well. Because he's got his own account, which is obviously set to his age restriction. And he downloaded, I think it's called Unpacking, I think it's called, where you literally 
unpack boxes in houses, in rooms. Yeah, that's another game that I've looked at and I, I keep thinking, I'll give it a go. Do you know what? I quite enjoy it. So I walk in and see Samson and I'm like, oh, let's have a go. Take it off him. And I'm playing <laughs> and he's like, can I have it back now? And I'm like, hang on, I'm just doing this. And I'm like, I'm reorganizing books in the room. And he's like, yeah. can I have it back, please? He's like, give me a second, Sam. Hang on, hang on. He lasted about three or four times. I was like, fine. So I go back to him and walk off. What was that other game that we played that's kind of like the reverse of that? Was it moving out or something? Or like, yes. you've got to load everything into the car and we're just throwing a couch out the window <laughs> and stuff. Again, we had <laughs> such a giggle at that game and yes. we wouldn't have bought that game. There was also the, um, there was also like a delivery game as well, wasn't there? There was that one. Oh, there was also a delivery like very one. reliable delivery service. Or yeah, that was it. Very yeah. reliable delivery service. Again, you had such a laugh with that game. But these are small creators and developers and publishers getting people playing their games that normally wouldn't. So even if I only played it and they only got a couple of pence, that's a couple of pence that they would have got extra because I would never have purchased that game. And if they have thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of users like me who then play that game just as just as a curiosity to see what it was about, yeah. then they can start making money back. And I think what they're going to lose in actual sales for people who are both in-game pass and were going to buy the game, I hope is offset by the revenue that they get from the game being in-game pass instead. Well, exactly. And quite often these games that get picked up are from people, as the term is, doom scrolling. Of course, you don't know what you want to play. So you're just scrolling through, see what you want. And you just see a game and think, like I said, you just go, oh, I'll try it. We've just listed a good 10 games that we've sort of picked up just from that, that have been good experiences where the publishers have received something for at least. Yeah. And more importantly, the games that we would not have purchased otherwise. Yes. And well, that's the thing we talk about it now. Someone else might go and be like, oh, actually, I might give that game a try. It sounds fun. Oh yeah. All those games are maybe not Power Watch Simulator, you can spend far too much time on that, but it's very cathartic yeah. if you just want something it relaxing. Very it's, it's not that bad, except when you get down to that 0.1% that you can't find that's hidden me out. Well, at least you can somewhere. highlight the piece you're looking for. Yeah, but I never knew that first. And sometimes that doesn't oh. help. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it, the, what you're looking for is the same color as it's highlighted. Yeah. Well... Do you think this is a valid concern from the CMA? No, I think they're just uh, blowing smoke. Yeah, I can't see this. It's a different model from what they're probably used to. You know, a developer makes a game, a publisher publishes it, and then they get paid when you purchase the game directly. We'd definitely give our thoughts on not only Game Pass, but on what we think of the model. And again, we don't know. We don't know the financial compensation that Microsoft give for these games. So we're only guessing. And... As we've said before, we are we are maybe a little bit biased towards Microsoft, aren't we? Or at least the yes. Xbox. Just a little bit. You never know. Someone might be listening to this and going, you're wrong, you're wrong. And we're going to we get wrong, feedback. We're going to get some feedback with someone going, you're wrong, because this is actually... We're sorry. We were just going with what we think it is. Actually, if anyone's out there and you're thinking, you're wrong, or you're so whipped by Xbox... Let us know. Oh, yeah, that too. Let us know what you think. Do you think this is a model that is sustainable or something that only Microsoft can really keep up because they've got relatively deep pockets? Especially after firing 10,000 employees last month. 
I know that, but flipping it with all this, uh, how these acquisitions go, I think the deep pockets are kind of uh, going down a bit. I think the patience will run out before the money does. Well, that brings us to the end of this week's episode. If you'd like to find out more about anything mentioned, then please take a look at the show notes. We've been the Retro Gaming Dads, and we'll see you next time. I think the patience will run out before before what's in the yeah. pockets. Before what's in the pockets? No, that sounds so bad. <laughs> <laughs>